Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of Sunny 16 Presents On Location. Today we have part two of Dave Walker's Thumbling in the Dark series talking us through his experience learning color darkroom printing. Stay tuned to the end to hear how you can share what you've been up to with the community. It's the day after the second printing session and the print has been washed and dried and I'm looking at it in daylight which um, is always useful when you're trying to check the colour of things. Um, so the, f- the first thing I notice is uh, the whole print is a bit dark um, but not massively so. Um, so the exposure is close but not, not quite there. Um, the clouds look uh, amazing in the sky. Um, <clears throat> but uh, the foreground's a bit muddy. So, um, well, after what's been a very challenging week uh, for all sorts of the reasons that uh, have nothing to do with photography, uh, I am very glad to be back in my happy place with all the dead spiders and the cobwebs and the funny chemical smells and um, the, the dim enlarger. Uh, I, uh, I've mixed up some new developer I've emptied the slop bucket, I've cleaned out the tank, uh, and I think I'm ready to pick up where I left off. So I guess the first job is to just dust everything down, make sure it's all clean and focused, um, and then see if I can get back to where I was a week ago with that last test print, um, which came out just slightly dark, and it was 30 seconds. So I'm going to do a sort of test strip up to 30 seconds. Um, and see if we can get somewhere close. And uh, if I can pick out a half-decent exposure, then I can start tweaking the colour a little bit. But first things first, I need to turn the lights off, I need to tear some paper. Um, In fact, before that, I'll focus the enlarger, I'll dust the negative. Um, The chemicals are already up to temperature, I came out here earlier for that. So um, all systems go, I think. Let's get back to it. So, quick recap. Uh, so what I did was I uh, tore some paper up, I put it in the easel, um, oh, after of course I'd recalibrated the enlarger, I'd focused up the negative again just to be sure in case it had crept over the weeks since I've been in here. Um, it's still really difficult to focus a, a colour negative, uh, for my eyes anyway, even with a, a grain focuser. But I think it's it's good enough. Uh, I used the back of a, a test print to focus on the back of just so I've got the thickness of the paper in there as well, um, in case that makes a difference. Uh, stopped it back down to F11 where I was, um, tore up some paper in the dark, uh, put one in the easel and then used the test strip approach with sort of five second increments at F11 to cover the 30 second exposure I had last time, um, which was the best one I had at the end, but still wasn't great. Um, uh, after that, uh, it goes in the um, Daylight Jobo developing tank. Mine has got a number on it that says Jobo Drum 4531, but there are others around that are just as good. Um, uh, two ounces or about 60 mils of RA4 developer, sometimes called Part A. Um, which is diluted four to one, um, and that's at about 35 degrees. Mine's actually a bit bit warmer than that because I know the tank's cold, so um, I know it'll go cold when it goes in. Um, so I've got it about 39, I think, but I, I don't think it will make a difference. Um, so swirl that around for 45 seconds, tip it out. It was a nice pale blue color, which was reassuring because that's what I had at the beginning of uh, last week's sessions. Um, Then pour the Blix in, more of that, so about 5 ounces or 150 millilitres, same temperature. Um, That goes in for another 45 seconds and then that's poured back in the jug for reuse next time. Um, So as not to be so wasteful. Um, Tip it all out, get as much out as you can and then it's... I've done two washes with warm water. Um, And the Blix is kind of nasty dark brown, looks like coke almost. Um, Maybe a little bit redder than, than that. Um, and uh, but after the second wash the water comes out clear 
so that's a good sign. So I've said all this as if I know what I'm doing. Um, let's open the tank and see what we've got, shall we? Okay, there's something in here, definitely. So if I hold that up to the light, oh, that's quite nice. So, 30 seconds is definitely too much. I would say on this, somewhere between 10 and 15 is looking optimal, and then it starts to get a little bit muddy. So, in fact, I mean, the grass looks quite good on five. Uh, tricky one. I'm going to go for a test print at eight seconds. Yeah, eight seconds, just to get a bit of colour in the sky and the clouds, but um, the foreground nice and bright, hopefully. Yeah. Alright, so the next time you hear from me, I will have done a test print at eight seconds. It might come out a little bit light, but let's see, I might like it. I forgot to mention last time what the um, what the colour settings were. So we, when we left it last time, it was on yellow 15, uh, magenta 60 and cyan 0. Um, I noticed when I was tipping out the developer this time, it wasn't quite the same pale blue, it was a little bit sort of muddier than that. So maybe I'm still not washing the tank out well enough. So if, if the results start not making sense, I think I know where to look. I need to clean the tank out better in between. Um, all that said, there's a there's a test print in there, so let's um, let's have a look at it. Sometimes it's a little bit fiddly to get out the tank because they do stick to the sides, which is sort of the point. Well, hello. Hey, well the exposure is much much better. Um, let me just have a look at the test print. So the foreground. Looks good, I would say. Um, the sky is a bit pale. So I wonder if... I don't know for sure if you can do dodging and burning in colour, but I, well, I might try and find out soon. Um, so the, the yellow rapeseed looks really good. The uh, grass is reasonably well exposed, but I would say a tad yellow and the sky is not really blue enough at all. So I think balancing the exposure between the, the background and the foreground is going to be tricky. Um, and um, the developing is a little bit uneven. So I, I'm inclined to think the, uh, I don't know if you can hear, there's a Chinook going overhead. <laughs> it's making quite a racket. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be finding a happy medium, isn't it, between the between the exposures and also trying to get the developing even. Um, so I, I may need to clean the tank out a bit better this time. Um, have another go, maybe bump the exposure up just a smidge from eight to 10, try and get some blue back in that sky. Um, but overall, it's a recognizable print and it's not far off. Um, so that's all good news, I think. So before I go any further, I'm going to clean the tank out properly. I'm going to bump it up to 10 seconds, have another go and get back to you. Anyone who listened to the first day's session will know that the second, first or second time I used the tank, the funnel fell out of the lid um, and started rattling around inside the drum. And it happened during the developing phase, I think. So. Um, it was a bit of a bust because I couldn't get the, the blicks in before um, before the light got in. Um, this time it happened again, but it happened during the blixing, so I just kept going. Um, it's possible the funnels scratched the, the print up. Um, it's possible it's not blixed properly because it caught some of the blicks inside the funnel while it was rattling around inside. All sorts of things could have gone wrong with this one, but I've I've blixed it, I've, I've rinsed it, I had to take the lid off and pick all the bits out and rinse it. I need to clean all those bits off before I can use the tank again. Um, but I haven't pulled the print out yet. It 
from a from a distance it looks okay, but um, it's very hard to tell before you get it out in the light. Um, but I think what what I'm going to do before I, I run the test uh, prints again is I, I luckily I brought some um, gaffer tape into the into the dark room with me. I think it's gorilla tape. I think so. It's pretty strong stuff. Um, it's supposed to be waterproof. I'm just going to tape the funnel inside the lid a little bit, um, just temporarily, um, to stop that happening again, because it does rather spoil the flow, and it, it could waste a whole print again. But um, let's see what we've got this time, eh? Ooh, do you know what? Apart from what I think is under blixing, I'm, I'm really pleased with the print. The foreground is more green grass. The midground is a nice sort of orangey yellow uh, rapeseed. I can see the brown of my hat. I can see the blue of my jeans. I can see blue skies and clouds in the background. Um, that's really close. I wish it had developed properly. <laughs> uh, I might be able to blix it again, I suppose. Um, I don't really know how these things work. I might, might give it a bit of a swirl with some blicks. No, I think what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do it again because there is some, there's some damage to the print as well. I think where the, where the funnel was rattling around, it scratched it and uh, done some damage. Um, but that's, that's really encouraging from where I was. So, um, I mean, it's not, I'd say it's not perfect. It's hard to tell with the, with the blixing being a bit off. The clouds look a little bit yellow. I'm not going to try and judge colours until I've done a proper full test print again. Um, but the exposure's pretty cracking. I, you know, I can see all the features in my face. It's not in shadow. The uh, creases in my black coat. Yeah, it's good, but it's not quite there. So uh, I need to clean up. I need to tape up, and I will go again with the same settings. I think. So. Um, yeah, whatever it was on before. What was it? 15 yellow, 60 magenta, 0 cyan, f11, 10 seconds. And the uh, the height, the, well the print's about a 7 by 5 near enough. Um, Alright, see you soon. Just when you think things are going okay, you realise you've made a major balls up. <laughs> what I did was, um, I, when I was pouring the blicks back into the graduated cylinder. I poured it into the wrong one. I poured it into the developer cylinder. So now they're both contaminated with blicks. So now I need to clean those properly, which is wouldn't normally be a problem apart from the fact I am, of course, in a garage with no running water. So um, back to the jugs and the uh, the kitchen roll. But um, minor, minor mishap. We'll get there. I think in general the um, the drum technique, so the manipulating the drum during the um, developing is, is one of those things that's just going to take some practice. I can sort of juggle it fairly easily uh, in one direction, sort of away from where the top goes away from me. Juggling it backwards is um, is harder for some reason. It might just be the way my hands are configured. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things that I, I expect will take some time to get used to. Um, but it will, of course, affect how evenly the um, the developer acts on the print, uh, as I'm sure we're about to find out. So let's um, let's pop the lid off and see what we've got. That's not reassuring. It's a very very pale print. So what has happened there is it's all gone wrong. I, I'm sure that's because. The, um, there's some contamination somewhere. It's either in the in the um, measuring cylinder that I use for the developer, or it's in the tank where it all got um, all went wrong. So that's disappointing. So what what's happened? Just to let you know, is um, a very pale print has come out. So uh, there's no strong colours. There's no real contrast. It's it's a print of sorts, but it's really washed out and. Um, um, quite disappointing. I'm certain that's contamination from what I saw over the previous uh, couple of sessions. So I need to track it down and clean everything a bit more thoroughly this time. 
uh, and fingers crossed we can get back to a, a clean setup. Um, yeah, it's disappointing, but I think I know what's causing it. And what's nice is I didn't change anything, so <clears throat> it can only be a chemical problem. Um, and hey, it's all good practice, right? <laughs> I'm not doing this for money, for sure. Uh, this is just for fun. Um, so uh, practice makes, uh, well, I, I won't go as far as perfect, but certainly makes things better. Um, okay, so lesson of the moment is make sure everything's spotless. As I say, this is difficult in a dirty garage with no running water, but I will have another better go and um, see if we can't do better next time. On a philosophical note, I, I, I don't mind running into all these problems. In fact, it's um, it's the main reason I, I decided to record what I was doing, because all of these things, I'm sure, they all kind of build up into a, a body of knowledge. So anyone who's been doing this for a while isn't going to make these stupid mistakes. They're, they're going to know that everything needs to be spotlessly clean. They're going to know all the little factors that make a difference, all the all things that can go wrong, you need to make sure the tank's not going to fall apart. Um, but, you know, as a, as a rank beginner, I've, I've done black and white darkroom stuff before, um, and I, I, was, I was okay at it, but, uh, but this, is, this is a whole new level of uh, things you can cock up, um, and I'm, I'm systematically going through all of them. So, um, you know, it's, it's good to learn by your mistakes. It's, it's even quicker if you can learn by other people's mistakes. So I'm, hopefully anyone who's making notes uh, isn't going to make <laughs> all the mistakes I'm making. Um, and maybe it will be easier for the next person. Um, this is the sort of thing you pick up really easily in a, in a one-to-one in-person session in a darkroom you you know you you follow people around who know what they're doing you watch over their shoulders um you ask questions and you can ask all the stupid questions and and get them out of the way and just by watching how somebody else does it you can you you kind of build into your own um methods um the the right way to do things or a way that means you don't run into so many problems but the the trouble is especially lately with all the you know all the covid difficulties finding somebody and a space where you can go and and try these things out with other people has just been really really hard i mean there, there were never very many places you could go and watch color darkroom work going on anyway and then with all the you know the lockdowns and the restrictions and not being able to be in enclosed spaces with other people it's been basically impossible so it certainly put me off for a long time um even trying this so, you know i i had it drilled into me when i started doing black and white darkroom stuff that color's really difficult and they never really elaborated on, on what was difficult about it um and i guess what what they really meant was it's it's difficult to teach in a short period of time um you know for a couple of hours a week on a on a night course like you would could do with a um, black and white darkroom quite easily. Um, it's fiddier, fiddlier than that. You go through more test prints to get to uh, where you want to be. You you see more prints that look like total trash. <laughs> to be to be fair, um, in black and white, if you get the exposure somewhere near right on a on a test strip, you can very easily iterate to a decent print. Um, and then you just fiddle the contrast a bit, bit of dodging and burning, and um, there's there's not much more to it. Color is is different. You have to you have to get really quite close to the um, to the exposure for a start, just for the colors to look anywhere near natural. And then even if you get that bit right, you can still mess it up in the in the developing. Um, as I found. Uh, to my detriment. <laughs> um, but what I've also proved is that the, you know, the, the previous print to the one I just did, apart from the developing cock-up, um, is actually pretty good. So I, I've, I've spent, what, maybe five hours in total from nothing at all, never having done this or watched anybody do it. And then I've, I've got to the point where I can make a print 
that I'm pretty happy with. Um, you know, there's always things you could do to improve it. I, I will carry on tweaking it, no doubt. But I've, I've gone from what was effectively a, my first print in here was basically just a very dark <laughs> sort of blue purple uh, sheet um, and uh, and I, I've managed to get all the way to something that looks natural it's well exposed you can see all the detail in it apart from the you know developing uh, issues with it it's um, it's a decent print so I've cleaned everything out again uh, again 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 I've dried it all off um, I am just getting ready to redo that redo um, and try the same thing again. So, where are we? We are doing uh, another 10 second print, F11, 0 cyan, 15 yellow, 16 magenta. Um, it's approximately a... I, was, I said 7x5 print, didn't I? But actually it's, it's near a 8x5. Um, just because of the shape of the negative, the 35mm negatives. Um, I think I'm pretty much ready to go. The chemicals are still warm. I've cleaned out the developing cylinder again. Um, everything smells clean, which is probably, you know, probably the best indicator in, in this sort of work. Um, yeah, I'm going to do it again. I'm still upbeat about the whole process. Um, and the, the more mistakes I make, the, the more I'm learning, uh, and hopefully the, the, the fewer mistakes I'll make in the future. And, and what it's really teaching me is how, you know, it's all this stuff's going into my brain and I'm going to process it over the coming days and weeks, and, and I will come up with a method that means that I can get to this point much more quickly um, without making all the stupid mistakes along the way. Uh, if you don't know what the mistakes are, which is the situation I was in, then you don't know how to avoid them. Um, and I'm, I'm learning ever so much. Every time I, I come in here and, and start work, I'm, I'm learning more and more things that matter. Uh, so um, I'll, I'll stop rambling now. I'll make another print and uh, we'll be back in a bit. Just before I do that, when I went to the chemicals, I said they were still up to temperature, but actually they cooled down quite a lot. They were down to 30 degrees. Um, some of that's because I spent a long time talking. Some of it's just I hadn't had the heater on for a while, because I have to turn it off when I'm doing the exposures because of the light on the front of the, um, the heater. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to let the heater run for um, maybe 10 minutes and, um, and just make sure everything's super warm because um, that could definitely make a difference if, if it's not uh, if it's not warm enough it's not going to develop properly um, it's definitely another variable um, and the, the last print I did just wasn't developed properly so uh, yeah I, what I did this time I brought my um, I brought my books out so I can I can flick through some accumulated wisdom of uh, the ancients and uh, see if there's any tips in there in case you're wondering what I was reading during that uh, extended break while I was waiting for the developer to warm up, uh, I've picked up the Amateur Photographer Handbook, which is a nice sort of red hardback brick. Uh, first published in, I think, 1976 and republished a few times. This one's a 79 edition and it's over 1,020 pages, but there's some great stuff in here, uh, including a big section on um, darkroom and colour printing. Uh, if I'm honest, I should probably read it all, but um, I've just read a little bit for now. But uh, I have read on that print. Uh, the developer came out nice and blue. That's always a good sign. The developer should have been nice and warm. Fingers crossed we're back to where we started, but um, it's just one of those things, isn't it? So here we go. What's in the tank? Uh, ba -ba -bum. Ooh, okay. It's slightly under-blixed and slightly wonky. But I tell you what, the colours are glorious. So, again, um, let me just turn this heater off for a second. While I was busy heating up the developer, I had, of course, forgotten that the blicks were still in the measuring cylinder, 
not in the bottle. Um, I'm only using probably less than half of what's in the bottle. Uh, so I just poured it back in the bottle and then tipped it out again, um, hoping it would be warm enough, but there is a chance it wasn't. But what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm not too worried about this one because it's wonky anyway and I was just using it as a test print, but uh, I need, I've just poured it back in the glass bottle so I can turn the heater back on and get that nice and toasty as well. But generally speaking, I know it's still a wet print so it's hard to tell. I did record uh, my reaction as it came out of the tank last time um, and I rambled on for a little while. Um, but uh, it looked like, I think maybe I spilled a drop of water on the tablet I'm recording on and it uh, paused it. Um, I don't know where it got to and I can't listen to it because this tablet's so old and clever uh, that it, even once you unplug the microphone from the jack socket, it still thinks um, there's headphones plugged in and I haven't got headphones plugged in and it refuses to play out of the speakers. So I can't play any of these back until later. But uh, gremlins aside, um, basically where I was was the prints okay, the Blix was probably too cold this time. Um, I did Blix it for a little bit longer just in case it was off temperature but I think it was, it's, re it's really quite chilly in the garage so if, if the chemicals are left out for any period of time they do get cold really quick. Um, so I'm, I'm going to spend the time while the bottles are getting up to temperature again just cleaning out the tank properly um, and then I'll, I will do it again and I will try and do it properly and assuming I don't make any stupid cock-ups this time I think that'll be it for the night and um, I'll call it a day. It has occurred to me that the blicks may be expired um, or uh, reached capacity. I, I'm inexperienced with colour chemicals and I don't know how much blixing you can do before you can't do any more blixing or if you just need to extend the times. So just to be sure, um, I extended the blixing time, I doubled it. Um, hopefully that will sort out any issues. Um, I also extended the developer time just a little bit, like an extra 10 seconds, just on the off chance um, I was slightly under developing. Um, I know 45 seconds is what it says on the bottle, but I don't know if that's under optimal conditions and, you know, it, it's definitely chilly in here, so the, the tank had been sitting cold for a while. So anyway, here we are, last print of the day, 10 past 11. Um, let's get it out and see how badly wrong it's gone this time. I'm not actually a pessimist, I um, just play one for fun. So, here we are. Ooh, <laughs> I've still got some blixing issues and the colour's gone a little bit funny. But that might be because I, um, because <laughs> the developer was a slightly different temperature and um, uh, I did it for a little bit longer. But it's uh, a little bit darker, it's a little bit orangier and there are some sort of blue patches on it which, um, if I remember from Ribsy's, uh, videos that indicates suboptimal blixing. But I'll tell you what, it's not a bad print to finish the day on. Um, as I say, it's got some patches on it, but between the, the three half-decent ones I've got, I'm really quite pleased. I think where I am now is I've, I've probably got the enlarger set up about right. It's, you know, the... Um, the colour's about right, the exposure's about right. All my issues now are with developing and trying to get a standard method for making that work properly. For this one print, at least. That's where my practice needs to um, focus, I think. So I, I will go away. Um, I can't do this tomorrow because I have a school governor's meeting. Uh, all the fun of the fair. Uh, but... Um, I'll have a think about this over the next couple of days and try and work out how to get more even developing, more even blixing, um, better washing and cleaning the tank and all those things. Maybe I need to rig up some sort of roller, um, maybe I need to do it in like a temperature controlled 
water bath just to keep it constant, uh, particularly on a, on a cold day like today. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased considering where I started uh, when I came out this evening. Uh, where I finished is um, very pleasing, very promising. So um, thank you for listening to day three of my Colour Darkroom adventures. Uh, I'll be back, as it were. I think next time, um, if I can get the processing sorted, uh, then I might even try another negative, uh, just for kicks. So uh, look forward to that. Bye for now. Well, here we are again, against all the odds. Uh, day four, I suppose it is, uh, although it's been over the space of a couple of weeks. Um, I feel like I ought to open with uh, the first line of The Sound of Silence. Hello darkness, my old friend, but if I get started I won't stop and that's no good for anybody. So, where are we? Uh, we left it last time with a passable print with some processing problems um, and actually on close inspection in uh, daylight it's a bit yellow as well. So I'm, I'm going to dial in a bit of yellow filtration in the hope of taking that out but I've also been having a bit of a think about how the um, the tank works, the Jobo tank. I found the uh, course that I signed up to um, through Ribsy's uh, um, website and um, I watched a couple of the videos and, and the way the paper sits in his tank is between two uh, ribs on the inside of the of the tank um, and he seems to have those sort of e evenly spaced all the way around the tank and my, my tank doesn't have that it's got one uh, on one side and then three directly opposite um, and the paper I'm using doesn't fit um, properly uh, into any of those combinations. Um, and what I have been doing was, that if, if you imagine the, the print is longer than it is tall, I have been putting it in that way around. So um, if you imagine the tank standing up with the, the cap at the top, um, the picture was the right way up. It was sort of spreading around the tank quite wide. <clears throat> but I tried it in daylight with uh, some of my test prints and it it's not very tight against the side of the tank and, and if it isn't then the small amount of developer that's in there swilling around isn't going to coat the paper properly um, and I reckon that's that's at least part of my problem. Um, so what I've decided to do this time is put the print round the other way up so it, it fills the tank more from top to bottom um, but over a shorter arc so it's not curved as far um, but it seems to sit tighter against the side of the tank even though it doesn't have the second rib to push against. Um, hopefully if the tank's a bit damp it should just stick to the side. And I did it in daylight with the um, with the funnel missing and it looked much better. I'm, I think um, that's got to be the way to go. Um, yeah so that's that's the plan for today to try and get back to a decent print because those last couple were inconsistent. Um, I've mixed up a fresh batch of Blix, which is the part B of the RA4 kit, um, just because I didn't trust it anymore. Um, it may or may not have been a problem, but I know it won't be today because I've done it fresh. I did Fresh Developer last time, which was just a few days ago. Um, so that's in there. I, um, the developer's been warming up. Um, I've just brought the Blix out because I had to go to the house to to mix it. Um, so I need to wait for that to warm up but in the meantime I'll set the enlarger up again. I'll dial in a little bit of yellow um, and I will do um, another test print I think like a like a test strip print and I'll do them in finer intervals um, to try and really dial in that um, exposure. Um, last time we had 10 seconds but I reckon yeah it could be one or two seconds either side of that um, and if we manage to get after the test print if we manage to get a nice um, 
even development. Uh, then we'll do a, a full-size test print at our best guess. Um, and after that, I think the prints, it's going to need some um, burning in of the sky, I think, just to make it a bit more interesting. Because um, it's really hard to balance the exposure of the foreground and the, the background at the same time. Um, this paper's got quite a narrow uh, latitude for um, exposure. Um, it seems quite a lot narrower than black and white materials in in my experience <clears throat> so um so that's the plan i'll turn the lights off i will tear some paper strips uh, i um i'll focus up the enlarger again i'll blow all the dust off uh, i've got some new cobwebs so there must be some live spiders in amongst all the dead ones um so welcome um we're going to be doing some printing today feel free to get involved um I realise I'm sounding slightly mad, but this is what happens when you spend your time in a dark room in the middle of the night. Um, okay, I'll get back to you when I've got something to report. Okay, so um, I did a, a base exposure of seven seconds and then one second increments uh, after that, uh, which did of course mean I had to adjust my timer in the dark and because it's a colour dark room, it doesn't have a backlight, but at least I designed the timer myself, so I know how it works. All good so far. Uh, I turned the yellow up 10 from 15 to 25, the magenta still on 60, the cyan still on zero. Um, I've been a little bit more methodical with the processing, so um, only taking the chemicals out of the hot water at the last moment rather than doing it a few minutes before because uh, it it's quite cold in the garage and it cools down quickly. I had a go at preheating the tank over the top of my warm mop bucket full of water. It seemed to take the chill off it, maybe that will help, maybe not. Um, I'm turning the tank more slowly um, in a slightly more controlled way. I was juggling it quite quickly before I slowed it right down, um, not right down, but it's maybe two-thirds of the speed it was. Um, it's a bit easier to handle and it goes backwards more smoothly at that speed as well. Um, yep, yeah, I'm obeying the times quite carefully. Uh, I added a little bit, little bit extra for the blicks because I'm not 100% sure that's up to the same temperature as the developer yet. Um, and uh, I'm rinsing it a little bit better than I was as well. So fingers crossed we've got something in the tank and that's uh, the time has come to open it up and have a look. Um, it's always slightly nerve-wracking the first time you do this on an evening. I'll tell you what though, there's something in there for sure. So let's pull this out. Okay, I must have um, knocked the um, easel midway through, but no matter, it's just a bit blurry. I'll tell you what though, the processing's great. Um, yeah, there's no splodges on there at all. That's, that's really, really good. And the colour from what I can tell, is very nice. It's, um, yeah, it's it's very neutral, apart from that weird sort of double exposure effect because uh, I moved it midway. But actually, foreground-wise, tends too much. It's, it's already getting slightly muddy by then. Um, uh, oh, I, may, I maybe spoke too soon on the, uh, on the processing. There seems to be a the change in brightness halfway across, but um, I'll come back to that. Um, but yeah, foreground-wise, the the shortest exposures are looking best. Maybe seven, but the sky needs a bit more. Maybe nine, or maybe even a bit, a little bit more than that. Um, so yeah. Okay, I'm going to do a base exposure test print at... What am I going to pick? 7 might be a little bit light. Let's go for 8. Nah, 7. It's f11, by the way. Um, I'm going to do one at 7, see how it goes. And then I'm... Just for kicks, I'm going to try and burn in the top of the sky for another few seconds just to see 
if it has any effect and if it shifts the colour. But actually, um, I'm, I'm quite pleased with that. Um, and let's see if that um, processing patch appears on the full-size print as well. It's reveal time, so let's see how that went. It was a seven second exposure, uh, plus um, a little bit of burning in for the sky, not very accurate. I probably burned my head in as well. Um, 25 yellow, uh, 60 magenta, zero cyan, F11. Let's see how we go. There's a print. How does it look? Interesting. Well, overall, pretty happy with that. I think, if anything, my chemicals are getting a little bit too hot. I was having to compensate before um, because they were losing temperature between coming out of the bottles and going into the developing tank. But what happened at the very end of uh, the previous session was I'd, I'd heated up the chemicals a little bit more just to, because um, I was having consistency issues and it, it gave it a kind of, um, almost a kind of burnt look. It's uh, the, the colours had, had sort of drifted towards the red end, um, which wasn't in the test prints. But I tell you what, the processing is pretty good. The exposure in the foreground is pretty good. Uh, the burning in is a bit too heavy-handed, but it is the right idea. It's made the clouds look beautiful. Um, so I will do the same again, just not quite so much. Maybe, I, I think I did seven seconds altogether, but five would be plenty. It, it's it's quite obvious. <laughs> I didn't feather it very well. Um, but I'll tell you what, I am delighted with this so far. I've, of course, I've turned the temperature down a bit, it will take a little while for the, for the chemicals to cool down a bit, and then I will be slightly chasing my tail in terms of colour again. Um, but I think it's the right thing to do. I think, I think having them at 39 was just too much. Uh, they're designed for 35. Um, I'm not controlling the temperature during the processing, um, so I've had to compensate for them losing a bit of heat during the way, um, but I think I'd, I'd slightly overdone it. So um, that's the way to do it. Yeah, can't stop looking at the clouds, they're looking really, really cool. Um, turns out you can burn in colour, you just have to be a bit careful with it. Um, great, yeah. Yellow rapeseed, blue jeans, greeny brown foreground. Um, but I think I think part of that's the um, the developers being a bit warm, but yeah, best one so far by miles. Um, so I'm going to wait for my chemicals just to cool down just a tad, um, then have another go. Um, less burn in on the sky. Um, I might even cut out a little template so it doesn't affect me stood in front of it, but um, that might be going a bit far. Um, Alright, I shall return. Well, you're not going to believe it, but uh, one of those teeny tiny spiders, maybe two or three millimetres across, uh, fell out of the sky and landed on my tank while I was uh, developing then. Um, I'm slightly less uh, optimistic this time because the developer did not come out pale blue, as uh, it often does. It came out kind of murky, so um, maybe we've got some contamination issues creeping back in as well. Maybe the temperature was a red herring, but you know, that's the way it goes. Also, when I um, when I did the print this time, uh, I managed to get confused between the piece of paper I'd just got out of the box and the piece of paper that I've been using for dodging and burning. Uh, and I mixed them up. I got them around the wrong way. So, um, but I noticed. So all I've lost is a sheet of paper. I didn't lose all the chemicals and the time it takes to process. I just put them to one side and um, and started again. Otherwise, everything's the same as it was. I'm just a bit less confident in the results because of the possible contamination and because I changed the temperature. Um, that might have an effect, but I don't know. Well, let's find out, shall we? It's 
definitely different. <laughs> so, I think the thing to do is to compare with the test print, not the full print, to see how we are. So, yeah, it's paler than either. So, I from the experiments I've been doing before, I would say that's a contamination problem. I would say a drop of Blix has got in and killed the developer and it's made it go very pale. Um, it's not a bad print other than that, apart from the fact it's very pale um, and the dodging and burning is painfully obvious because of it. Um, it's kind of outside the uh, exposure latitude of the, of the print. So um, the top bit is blue and the middle bit is just white. <laughs> um, but you live and learn. You see, the, the, the more times I do this, the uh, more I remember of, of what's gone before. So um, I know what I need to do now is to clean the tank out properly. Um, I'm short on kitchen roll, so but I'll, I'll make do with what I have. Um, as you know, I'm in, in a garage away from the house, uh, but uh, I took the last couple of sheets from the house. Don't tell anybody. Um, all right, I'll clean the tank out. Uh, I will do it again. I'll be a little bit more subtle with the dodging and burning, I think. All right, I've cleaned the tank out properly this time. So if I get the same problem again with a faded print, I know the problem is then the temperature of the developer because that's the other variable that changed. Um, but I'm fairly sure it's the contamination given the color of the developer on the way out. But we'll see. Um, it's it's really interesting how sensitive this process is to uh, the tiniest little thing, <laughs> um, which is, you know, fun in, in a case of uh, trying to understand it, but it, it can also get uh, a little bit overwhelming. At the beginning, certainly, you, you've no idea what's going on. You do the same thing twice and you get different results. So hopefully, I've tied it down. Hopefully, this is the same as I saw before. I will use a cleaner tank, everything else the same, uh, and uh, we'll see where we are. They said it couldn't be done. They said, surely you found all the ways to mess up a print by now. But I've done it. I found another way, another failure mode. Uh, it's, this one's quite dramatic. Um, the uh, daylight tank uh, leaked all over the place. Um, I don't know what happened really, I did the same as usual, I thought, but uh, maybe, because I've got the paper running vertical now, it got stuck in the lid. Anyway, whatever I did, it, um, it dripped first developer and then blicks and then water all over the place. So it's a bit of a mess and I've got absolutely no confidence um, that this print's going to be any good at all. Um, of course, in addition to all the normal messy places I've dripped blicks it's also gone into the cylinder I used to measure the developer so that needs a clean as well um, there's always something isn't there but anyway um, with absolutely zero expectations because of the calamity let's have a look inside the tank boys and girls well it's stuck to the side there we go <laughs> right, what we have is nearly really good. Oh, I thought of another um, variable that I hadn't considered before. The time between pouring the developer out and pouring the blicks in is a variable. Uh, and I hadn't paid too much attention to it before, I just sort of took my time. But thinking about it... Um, there's no stop bath or anything, so the developer's going to carry on working on the surface of the paper until uh, until I pull the blicks in. So I, there must be something going on there, I think. Um, but in any case, this print is getting much, much better. Um, there's a very exciting, weird sort of splodge in front of where I'm stood, but the colours around the rest of it are are actually pretty cool. The sky is looking great, there's a, an exciting sort of halo around me where my dodging and burning technique needs a bit of work. Um, but I mean apart from, yeah, some of the grass in the foreground is kind of blue and I think that's blixing problems because the blix was pouring out all over the place. Um, 
So uh, I expect that's what that was. But you know, again, it's it's not it's not half bad um, for an amateur in a cold carriage. <laughs> uh, I I do realise this um, this little series has has gone on and on and on and on, and I've been trying to print the same thing over and over again. But honestly, the um, the number of lessons I've learned so far is um, is going up every time. You, you all, every time you step into a place like this and try and do something, you learn something new. And it's really, I was going to say it's the only way to learn, but it's not, because you could listen to other people tell you all their mistakes and then promise yourself you won't do those ones. Uh, but I, I didn't have that luxury, so I, I've got to make them all from first principles. Um, and this one's not bad. What I'm going to do eventually is, um, well, in fact, I've already stuck some of the pictures up on Instagram uh, at DaveTheWalker80. Um, but I'll, I'll compile some of the more interesting ones into a, like a collage of sorts once I get a proper, <laughs> proper print at the end. And this one is, you know, upsettingly close. Um, but I'm fairly sure what's happened is the paper's got caught in the lid and then it's just poured everywhere. So I, I need to clean everything up again. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's getting really close. It's looking really good. I really like it. Um, I'm going to tighten up the time between developing and blixing. Um, I'll have the blix ready at least. I was waiting till the last minute to keep the temperature up, but I think maybe the time is more important than the temperature for Blix. Um, but I'm liking the sky. It may still be a little bit yellow, um, but I won't be able to tell till everything's at the right temperature and not pouring over my feet. And um, I've got another test print. But it ain't bad. I like it. Getting towards moment of truth time again. Um, what are we now? Half past eleven. Um, so uh, yeah, I've been here a little while, but uh, uh, you, you know it's almost time to uh, to go. Your time's almost up when the one litre bottle of developer you've been using over the last two sessions starts floating in the water bath. Um, it's just not heavy enough anymore. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how much I've got left actually. It's probably enough. For there's enough for a few more, few more prints, but um, um, we'll see how this one goes and uh, and decide what we want to do. So there, I I don't trust keeping the developer for very long, so I make up a liter at a time, even though the kit makes two and a half liters, and then I try and use it within a, within a week. Um, but they're in sealed brown glass bottles, one liter brown glass bottles, uh, and I keep the concentrate in a, another brown glass bottle, but with a vacuum. Um, um, cap on it, like you get for wine, um, for people who don't drink a whole bottle of wine at a time. Um, you can use the same system for um, keeping your chemicals nice, and it, it definitely keeps them better without the air in there. Um, anyway, I'm rambling to uh, put off the moment of truth, I think. <laughs> What's in the tank, Dave? Oh god, nothing. It must have been... Um, Oh, it's not quite nothing. It's just another pale one. And as we know, pale ones are down to probably um, contamination. So this this is this is the problem we have. I, I did wipe the tank out, but um, that uh, that blix just kind of got everywhere. Um, we're definitely going to have to do another one because actually the balance of the print is really pretty good. Apart from the fact it's pale, um, the dodging, well, the burning in seemed to work rather well. It's uh, it's balanced the sky and the foreground quite nicely. And the colours aren't half bad either. It's just not dark enough. <clears throat> so, um, let's wash everything out and clean it again. It's, it's, it's starting to become an issue with the setup I have here. <clears throat> that I, I don't have running water and... Um, I can't just leave the tap running and wash everything down after every print. Um, I need to I need to find a better way of um, keeping things the way they should be, not letting blicks get into the 
developer in any part of the process. Um, that's probably going to be my main focus. But actually the prints are getting better. Um, if I can just iron out these little niggles then um, we'll be away. Um, it's still good fun though. Of course the other thing that changed between this attempt and the previous attempt when everything spilled everywhere was that I didn't wait very long between the processing and the blixing because um, I had the blix ready. I wonder if that's had an effect. So once again we seem to have picked up some sort of leak somewhere. Um, nowhere near as catastrophic as the first one but um, enough to make my hands wet and uh, smelly of blix. It, it's, this is going to be one of those things I'm going to need to investigate in the house. Um, somewhere warm and dry with clean water instead of uh, nasty chemicals. However, we have reached the end of the developing cycle and uh, let's have a look in the tank. I'm nervous this time um, just because things seem to be going back and forth. So sometimes I open it and it's as I expect, sometimes I open it and it's kind of pale and faded. And I think I know what's causing it, but it doesn't always work. So, you know, one of those things, but um, it's always food for thought, whichever way you look at it. Not if we can't. Well, I'll tell you what, that print is 90% there. <laughs> it's for sure the best one so far. Absolutely, no question. Um, the sky is a little bit blotchy. I think that's a developing issue. Again, it's probably because whatever it is that caused the leak is also causing uneven development. So um, I've got that problem again. But that said, I'm not ashamed of that print. Uh, I'm a little dark in the foreground. I think I caught some of the burning in. Um, what I did this time was I, I didn't have the blicks ready straight away, ready to go in the tank after I'd done the developing. I left it in the bottles, I did the developing, I pulled the developer out, I then went back, I poured the blicks into the cylinder, then I poured the blicks into the tank, and then I did the blixing. Um, I don't know if it has an effect, but most of the time when I get good results, that's the way I'm doing it. So um, it's getting there for sure. It's hard to tell in this light, uh, which is uh, just a, a continuous light from a, an old port flash um, exactly what's what's going on. But I will look at that print in the daytime and see what I see. But the sky is, apart from the <laughs> slight blotchy colours, the sky is fantastic. Uh, the clouds are great. The grass in the front looks green. The rapeseed looks yellow, if slightly overexposed. If, if it is, there's maybe a second in it. Um, yeah, dodging and burn, well, the dodging um, and burning, so burning the sky, dodging the front. Um, it's a bit obvious, there's a bit of a halo around me, but um, hey, it's not bad for rock and roll. Um, best one so far by a country mile. Um, I am going to do one more on the basis I've still got some developer left. I need to work out where this leak's coming from. Um, I'm just going to take the exposure of the whole thing, just maybe down just just a smidge um just to see i mean it's it's pretty damn close but um it's just me in the foreground i look a little bit darker than i would maybe like uh, so i am going to maybe dodge me while during the exposure for a little bit a second or two um yes I think I've decided I'm going to do one more, clean everything as well as I can, seven seconds base exposure, take two of those off for me in the foreground, and then burn in the background for another, it's, it's approximately seven seconds, it makes the sky look nice. Um, develop everything and give it a wash, and fingers crossed I will have a nice print to show off. <laughs> 
after what only eight hours work to make one photo which sounds ridiculous um, I mean absolutely ridiculous but bear in mind this is a process I, I've never done before I've never seen anybody do it um, I'm quite proud of myself that I've got as far as I have um, just you know fumbling my way around in the dark fumbling in the dark was what I wanted to call this series uh, I think that's still a good name <laughs> um, I imagine this has been heavily edited before you get to it I can't imagine all my ramblings will end up in a podcast um, but on the off chance there's an editor's uh, oh, sorry director's cut of uh, everything somewhere and anybody has bothered listening all the way through thank you so much for, for listening if you've got any questions get in touch uh, uh, and I will point you at somebody who knows more than I do. Um, but uh, I may have I may have caused the problem that you're encountering um, uh, already. I have made it my mission to make all the mistakes uh, so nobody else has to. Um, and fingers crossed, we're beginning to know what they are. I'm, I think I should probably document it. I should write down, maybe write an article for one of the websites. Um, explaining all the mistakes I made and all the consequences they had and uh, this is uh, how not to make a colour print. So one more, if it comes out badly I don't care because this one's pretty good, if it comes out well then I can go and have a drink. Um, Alright, let's see how we go. The dreaded leak returned. Not as bad as the first time, worse than the second time. <laughs> somewhere in the middle. Made a bit of a mess. Um, I even applied some emergency duct tape between developing and fixing to try and stop the leak but it didn't work so that's it's definitely a job for another day to figure out why that tank is leaking and fix it. Um, but it was all right for, for quite a while so um, something's changed. Anyway last print of day four. I think I'm, I'm going to uh, close this series of ramblings uh, with this episode so thank you for listening I hope you found it interesting at least uh, if not educational um, or failing that at least you've had a good laugh at my failings um, and my total inability to um, read around the subject before I try and do it so I, I came into this thinking I'm fairly bright I can probably figure this out it, it, uh, how hard can it be was the <laughs> was the expression I thought to myself which is always a dangerous uh, approach um, well it turns out it's not impossible um, but you have to be really careful it, there are lots of little things that can trip you up um, every step of the way um, but when you get it right it's 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 really very rewarding so for the last time, let's have a look in the tank. What's going on? So the paper's right up to the top. I think that's probably what the problem is. It's um, stopping it sealing properly. Oh, well, that's a pity. So the print itself uh, looks like it would have been pretty good, apart from the fact that my cack-handed dodging um, has made it very uneven. So what I have learned, one of the many things I have learned, uh, is that the exposure's really got to be quite precise. Um, otherwise it just, the, the colours go all over the place and you can, um, it becomes really obvious. So I think, just for the record, if I were to do this again, I would drop the base exposure from seven to six I would do the burning in for about another six seconds um, and uh, I would consider dodging me in the foreground for a second or so but no more than that um, because it um, it looks uh, clumsy but as I said before I don't care because the previous one was pretty good um, and I'm easily pleased no doubt I will spend more time trying to uh, get the hang of this, but it's a new skill, and new skills always take time. Um, 
and uh, nothing worthwhile was ever easy. So I am delighted to have uh, been able to tame the process a little bit. Um, I've learned a lot. Uh, I hope you have too. Thank you and good night. Thanks to Dave Walker for sharing his experience trying color printing. We'd love to help you share your experience with the community. Have you tried some technique or process or gear that is new to you? Have you had a fun and interesting workshop or travel experience? Get in touch with us at sunny16presents at gmail.com to talk about how to get your story out there.